You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Season three! Ah, we're here. Happy 2021. Thank God it's a new year. <laughs> Just to not have to say 2020 or write 2020 feels good. Regardless mm-hmm. of what happens this year, remember this at the end of the year. <laughs> Whatever happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited that 2020 is in our rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe that this is season three of our podcast. Yes. I have to tell you, everyone, just to warn you, I was a little rusty. We haven't picked up the mic in a couple weeks. And it was a little bit hard to kind of get. It's not like riding a bike. <laughs> no, it, no, it's totally not. Yeah. And we're recording a different time of day. We're just all thrown off this yeah. week. But, you know, got to rip off the Band-Aid, our That's first right. one back. That's right. We're here full of some fun content. That's, you know, that thing I like to say. We've got a fun episode for you guys. We're back. (laughs) We're talking about fashion in this episode and dressing your body and just kind of all the things that go into clothes and the challenges that we have as busy businesswomen and mothers and just looking at Close in a way that maybe we haven't before. So I'm really excited about this episode. It's a good way to kick off the new year. Like, new year, new me, new style kind of vibes. Yep, yeah. So if you've been, like me, sitting in sweats for uh, almost a full year now, this is (laughs) just the kick in the pants you need to maybe go in there and revamp that closet, feel a little better about yourself, all of that. But before we bring our guest on, let's um, open things up with our highs and lows. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. So my son's birthday is coming up, as is mine. And with COVID, we knew, you know, we're not going to have a birthday party or anything. Um, What are we going to do? We want to do something fun. And so we heard about this um, casino down south. Hear me out before you judge. (laughs) That has... um, like a big screen sports simulator. So you can play all these games. You like throw a ball at the screen and then it shows on the screen where it would go. So you could do like golf and hit a golf ball and actually play around a golf inside. So we rented this, it's a private room. So we got to go rent a private room just for the four of us, like all closed off from everyone had couches and TVs and a locker full of sports equipment um, and we got to just play we rented it for four hours which nice. with a almost six-year-old and seven and a half year old was a very long time we didn't even stay the whole time <laughs> because it was just overwhelming but it was a lot of fun we got to do a lot of games that we wouldn't normally get to do um, it was a little more geared toward older kids because the screen doesn't recognize it if you don't hit it far enough or whatever. Um, But the kids still got to have fun and play some games. And my husband, I know, had fun because he just crushes it at all the sports. (laughs) And I think it was a good boost for him. But um, And then we stayed the night in the hotel there. So we got to do, like, something outside of our house that was nice. But we were still, like, separated from, you know, society and Mm -hmm. COVID-friendly. So... It was good. It was fun little vacation, just enough to like want to come home and be glad yeah. to sleep in your own bed. Yeah, so it was a nice, change. nice to get out of the house. I have to say, like, I totally lost you there for a minute when you said an almost six-year-old. Like, I I knew how old Michael is, but to hear it like that, like, I haven't thought about it like that. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, almost six. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, my baby's gonna be six. Ugh, it's going to be a hard day, I think, because he's, yeah, my little one. Yeah. It's crazy. So Ugh. crazy to think about. And we don't need to talk see. about how old I'll be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we can. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got out of the house and, like, went and, and got to do something cool, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah, and it was less than an hour away. Like, it was a quick yeah. little jaunt, but still fun. Um, let's see, my low... I will try to keep brief. 
guess what, guys? My back is still messed up. <laughs> it's a month later. Um, but I finally, um, I had like a tele-appointment with my doctor and she recommended going and getting an MRI, but insurance won't pay for an MRI unless you're doing like everything else first. So I have to go to physical therapy, which I'm actually excited about because that's how I recovered from my herniated disc um, at the beginning of the year last year. But, um, and then I got an x-ray and I don't have any like broken bones or anything. That's good. There just seems to be like a narrow gap between two of my discs. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what that is. Um, But hopefully getting those done is enough for insurance to cover an MRI so they can really see what's going on. So yeah, it's a long, (laughs) a long journey. And I just can't even believe that I'm still in pain every single day for over a month. But, but it's, it's getting better and it's moving to different parts of my body at least. So it's like, giving me some relief in some places and not yeah. others. And yeah, it's just like you never know where the pain's going to be yeah. depending and on the yeah. day. Yep. And I yeah. got some pain medicine so I can take like pop a Vicodin and then go to sleep at night Ugh. so that I can actually sleep because the pain's yeah. been keeping me awake. So that's mm-hmm. good. I'm so sorry. bummer, but um, working towards answers. So yeah. I'm, I am excited about that. Yeah. That's good. Hopefully you get answers quickly. Mm-hmm. So you at least know what your journey is going to be like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm sorry. Okay. Dang back. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm turning 95 years old. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> okay. What about you? You got up some good highs and lows. Okay. Well, my high, I guess, I don't know, I feel weird, like, okay, now here's my high after I your know. dang back. <laughs> like, I know, that's so, why I was like, okay, yeah, your let's, turn. Let's it's switch gears. No. So, I think that my high would really just be, like, my branding program that I have launched, almost fully launched. Um, so, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it on here already, but it's called the Brand You Strategy, and it's basically just a branding program that teaches women how to balance their life and their career while doing so in a relatable way and creating a brand based off of that. It's honestly just happening so quickly and I sit back and look at it and I'm like actually it's not happening that quickly because I've been subconsciously working on this for years it's just like since October where it started I don't even know what happened just started pouring out of my heart into a format and it's just like taking off it's a little bit scary that it's just happening so quickly I'm so happy I'm so thankful I'm just really really excited um and I have my beta test groups going. They're going strong. They are, one of them's over halfway done. And today, actually, I just had a meeting with the higher-ups at my real estate company, John L. Scott. And I'm working on creating a workshop that's geared specifically to other real estate agents to teach them how to brand themselves in a way that I have that's really, really helps my real estate business. And it went so good. It was amazing to, I mean, every single person that gives me feedback that tells me that this is, you know, great and helpful, just like helps get rid of that imposter syndrome a little bit more and a little bit more, but it's, it's really still there. And then just to hear, you know, owners of a huge successful real estate company, just I mean, they were really pumping my tires and it just was like, oh my gosh, like I am so flattered and honored and just like so excited that they found what I have to offer valuable. I mean, just the reinforcement and just the feedback I'm getting from everyone in my life who hears what I'm offering has been like the best feeling. So I guess my high is that (laughs) I have found my calling. I mean, this is, this is it. And I'm, I'm just so happy and I can't wait to see what 2021 has in store for the brand you and, and this entire thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could go on and on about it all day cause I'm just so happy, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. That's my high. Yeah. Oh, my low. Let's see, which one do I want to go with? Um, Nora has 
a little picking problem going on right now. So she had a scratch on her nose like before Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and she will not stop picking at it that it turned into like the bigger than a pencil eraser size Mm -hmm. wound on her nose. And then she got a little white head on her chin that she picked at as well. And so that one was like the size of a dime, just Mm -hmm. open wound. And she only would pick them like during her alone time in her room. So like Mm -hmm. in the morning, she likes about like 40 minutes to herself after she wakes up before we get her. But she started just, she would just pick and pick. And then during nap, She's been, this is a whole nother thing. Her poop schedule was making it so that she wasn't sleeping, but she enjoyed her quiet time in her room for her nap. So she'd be in her room for like an hour and a half or two hours having quiet time and just picking and picking and picking at these wounds. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so they're just like gaping wounds. So this week, my husband is off this week. And so we decided, okay, no more alone time for this little girl so that we can actually let these heal. Cause we have tried I cut her nails like every day. We've tried liquid band-aid, special princess owie stickers that will give you magical powers. We've oh. tried like chocolate if you don't. I mean, we have tried everything. Mittens on her hands, like everything. So Nora has wow. not been having any alone time and no naps. And she is a drunk little zombie. <laughs> She's so tired. <laughs> and um, her nose is basically healed, but her chin is still kind of bad. But we're, I don't think we can. I mean, it's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, like five days of no nap. And like, she just, I don't think it's good for her. So we're going to have to figure yeah. something else out. Yeah. So yeah. there's that oh, adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, like, that's... Stop picking it. She thinks they look cute. She's told me she thinks they're cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, the only thing I'm thinking is if you guys get those um, band-aids that are like almost like fabric-y ones. I just was thinking because they're so freaking hard to get off of your skin. (laughs) Like putting them on the kids, they're so sticky. I wonder if she would leave it alone. I think it's like where it is on her chin. I don't know. Maybe it would be harder to get off. Cause yeah, all the other like waterproof band-aids, everything, she just oh, yeah. rips them right off in a minute. Like, yeah. yeah so, Bummer. but maybe, yeah, maybe I'll try that. Cause we've got to give her her naps back. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> it's been crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, besides that, your high is amazing. I'm so proud of you. It's so, yeah. it's like, insane to watch because I haven't been in your head in the background stuff Mm -hmm. so just oh I have this idea I'm gonna do this and then poof you're like this (laughs) professional businesswoman like doing these classes it's amazing amazing to watch and it is happening happening so fast but you're such a natural at it like I would have thought that you're you've been doing it for years yeah, it's amazing. I'm in one of Megan's beta groups, so I can talk from personal experience in it. It's amazing. I'm like, how am I your friend? And I didn't know this stuff. One, you're <laughs> holding out on me, but no. But like, I'm learning so much in it already. It's crazy. And it's just, I look at you and you're just this professional professional teacher. Like, it's not like I'm sitting having a meeting with my best friend. I'm like, actually... Like, this girl knows what she's doing, you guys. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Gosh, my heart is, like, swelling. Thank you so much. That, Yeah, it means so much to me. Thank you. And I love having you in my beta test group because you are a straight-A student. <laughs> Just kidding. I send that to my mom and dad because I'm a terrible real student. But... <laughs> awesome. Yeah, okay. thanks for your support, though, seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> Just don't forget the little people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, let's bring our guest on. Her name is Holly, and she is a fashion and wardrobe consultant who lives in New York. So she really knows what she's talking about, fashion capital. Mm-hmm. Um, she has got some amazing stuff to talk to us about. So let's go ahead and welcome Holly to the show. Welcome to the show, Holly. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you about using your clothes as a tool to show up as your best self in your life and business. 
Yes. Yeah, this is such a great topic to kick off for the new year. A lot of us are thinking about like the new us. But before we get into the topic, let's hear about you. Tell your listeners or tell our listeners about you, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. We want to know everything. Yeah, I'm Holly Shays. I'm a personal stylist working with individuals to help them bring their wardrobes into alignment uh, with who they are and also who they're becoming. Uh, I think clothing is such an incredible tool that we can use and that so often we just try and get dressed as fast as possible because we have a million and a half other things to be doing. Mm -hmm. But when we take that little bit of time in the morning to kind of set ourselves up for the rest of the day and kind of intentionally choose what we want to wear and how we want to feel, it impacts our entire day in ways that are absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I know like when I make an intentional choice to get ready in the morning versus when I just throw on a sweatshirt and leggings, I'm a lot more productive. So yeah. I can definitely feel what you're saying with that. Yeah. Okay. So let's just, we'll just dive into the topic mm-hmm. here. Um, this is something I think a lot of women deal with at different ages, different life stages. And then all of us during the pandemic have probably been spending a little too much time in our sweats. A little <laughs> so, bit. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how, how did you get started in fashion and what led you to start your business and your podcast? Yeah. So my background is in costume design for theater. Um, And I realized that what I loved most about costume design was kind of the building a wardrobe for a character and that the same applied to individuals. I realized pretty quickly that a career in costume design isn't what I wanted, but I still loved working with clothes and helping find styles and expressive things and being who you are through your clothing. So I shifted my focus to doing that for people just like you. Yeah. So I then realized relatively recently that one of the most amazing parts of my job is that I can talk to anybody about clothing. Mm -hmm. And everybody that I talk to has a story about clothes. They have their favorite clothes, their least favorite clothes. They have visceral reactions to clothing. So at the beginning of 2020, pre-pandemic, which shortly derailed everything, because what (laughs) didn't, um, I started my podcast talking about clothes with Holly Shays. And the whole premise is to have a topic that a whole bunch of people have conversations with me about, and then those conversations can be in conversation with each other, and we can all learn and experience different angles on the same topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, clothes are the one thing that every single one of us have in common. <laughs> so, I mean, we all wear clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, that's really the most incredible thing about these conversations is how different the guests are and how familiar the stories are at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for a lot of moms, you know, so many of us are stay at home moms and work from home moms. And then with the pandemic, even the working women are now working from home moms. And so just trying to figure out that style identity for ourselves during these uncertain times and this time of transition. And I know we have like that stereotypical mom uniform, right? (laughs) And just like, yeah, how much, how, should we be putting more effort into our looks if no one's really going to see us? Can you kind of speak to that? Because it's like, what is the point sometimes? Right. No, I totally get it. And it can be so difficult when everything is all in the same place. And the only people you're seeing are the people that have seen you in your pajamas and your sweatpants (laughs) and like, what's the point anyway? And really the, if I can tell you one thing in this entire podcast is that you are the point Mm. you are getting dressed for Mm. you it's you are worth showing up for you are a reason to get dressed in the morning you are a reason to be fabulous because you are um so if you're having that like 
I have kids at home. I have work at home. I have a partner at home. I have pets at home. I have everything is right here. It is all right outside my closet door. And I just can't even take like three minutes because that's how much time it can take if it really has to. Like, mm-hmm. you deserve at least three minutes in your morning. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, really? When was the last time you put on jeans? Anybody yeah. want to take a Like, just put on the jeans tomorrow. Yeah. Put on the jeans tomorrow and see how you feel. See if that, you know, might feel a little tighter after the holidays, but see if that <laughs> helps you. You know, I, I love what you're saying with that because it really is so true. And sometimes it just feels like another thing we have to do where we figure out what we're going to wear. But looking at it with that mindset that, you know, I'm doing this for me because whether we realize that or not, we really do feel better. I love that so much. Yeah. I I think that goes a lot with, um, goes kind of the same way with hair and makeup too, as I'm sitting here, no makeup and a bun, which is my like every day. But I find myself because I look in the mirror at that every day and I don't feel good about it, but I'm like, Oh, who has the time or whatever. But those days where I do take the time and effort, like just every time you pass the mirror to be like, Ooh, who's that babe? Like that boosts your day and you're makes you way more motivated. I feel like. Yeah, and even if it's not like a full face of makeup, even if it's just a lipstick or just a like not even a waterproof mascara, just something that's easy to take on and off, mm-hmm. like that's sometimes all it takes. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this topic. I struggle with fashion. I think I have clothes. I just have such a wide variety. I have clothes from high school I have like haven't fit me in 40 pounds to (laughs) these clothes that I bought for like a professional office setting which I'm not doing so I end up wearing a lot of my sweats what should we what should we be doing with that like wide variety of changes and especially like our body types I have clothes that I know that in my heart I will never fit into but it can be hard to get rid of them yeah absolutely and this is that's like what you said perfectly sums up why I do coaching, but I also do like closet cleanouts and like I help you clean out your closet because as much as it feels like you should be able to do it, like major air quotes on the should, yeah. it's really hard. Like our clothes have a lot of emotional attachment and history and identity and like good memories and bad memories and sorting through all of that gets really heavy. Um, So if you are dealing with like deep recesses of your closet that you're like, there's a lot back there that I don't know what's back there, but it's in, it's shoved in my closet for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) The first, yeah. The first thing is to kind of, when you're ready to clean out your closet, kind of make it a, space like give yourself time give yourself the energy and the support that you need to be able to do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. because it might be that you get in there and you realize like everything can go you've subconsciously worked through all of the emotional baggage attached to it or it could be that you haven't and that's perfectly okay if it just if you see it and you're like that really should go, but I'm not ready to let go of it yet. That's okay too. Yeah, that's hard. I just recently dealt with exactly what you're talking about. I had this dress that I wore for my engagement photos Mm. that I was never going to wear again. And I haven't since then. Oh, and I also wore it to my engagement party, right? So it was like a double whammy. So I'm like, so many times I put this dress in the get rid of pile and then at the last minute I would pull it out like I can't get rid of that that's so special I started thinking like well that's why I have the pictures of it you know I'm in this dress for the pictures and I finally did get rid of it but it was so so hard and I kind of regretted it once it was gone like I just was not ready to do it but it's gone now so somebody else is enjoying it yeah Yeah. And that's a really beautiful part of it is like, I'm sure it was an incredible, wonderful dress and I'm sure somebody else is loving it. So you can think of that. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So when we get rid of, like, let's say that we get rid of everything, we're Mm -hmm. ready, we're Mm -hmm. ready to kind of revamp and come Mm -hmm. up with a new Mm -hmm. style for ourselves. 
just like, let's kind of talk about how we do that. And this, this part of it is really, really exciting for me because I feel like so much of our identity, our identity as business women can kind of go back into our style. We can show, you know, pieces of our brand through our style, even in motherhood and not in business. Mm-hmm. We lose so much of ourselves in motherhood. Yeah. We need to have that that style for ourselves, that sense of self. So what, how do we do that? Like, how do we start over? <laughs> yeah. How do we, how do we create entirely new identities? For ourselves? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy questions all around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it really starts by starting where you are. And I really like when I'm coaching someone to start with the pieces they wear all the time. And if they like those pieces, then we go more in that direction. And if they don't like those pieces, we figure out why they're still wearing them anyway and leave that direction. Mm-hmm. And from there, we get into inspiration. Like, who do they admire for their style? What do they admire about that? What are the qualities that they want? Do they actually want the specific pieces they're talking about? Or is it something that those garments are invoking? And if it's that, where do we get what those garments are invoking? Keeping in mind their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like if you're running around after a toddler, you're probably not wearing four-inch stilettos. If you are, that's a specific lifestyle choice, which I totally support. But if you don't (laughs) want to... That's entirely okay, too. <laughs> so how do we get that really glamorous high heel vibe in your closet and in your wardrobe without the really tall heels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start, or, yeah, start oh. with what you love and, and what you hate and start building from there. It sounds like you just need to be realistic, too, yeah. with it, because some of us might want that glamorous vibe in our minds but what we really want is like a elevated sweatpant vibe you know (laughs) and we just need to be honest with ourselves I mean seriously half my wardrobe is like stuff that I I'm gonna wear to something because I think it's so trendy and it's just been in there for years yeah yeah and and if you and also if you're wanting like really luxurious glamorous clothes are there occasions where you can wear those that you're not like Mm -hmm. do you have a standing date night that you could actually dress up for Mm -hmm. (laughs) is there like do you suddenly elevate the what you wear to meetings less so in a pandemic but you know details right Right. (laughs) um like how do you start incorporating those things and do you just kind of raise your baseline of what you wear that's also an option Mm, I like that so okay say emotionally we're ready we're there we start purging Mm -hmm. do we just dump it all and go out on a shopping spree to like (laughs) just do it all at once or do we do it gradually like what what do you recommend it depends a lot on your lifestyle the kind of all-in-one fairy tale Cinderella makeover is makes for an incredible movie scene, but it's mm-hmm. really taxing on your life. It it your closet becomes your entire focus, like the primary focus of your life for a relatively significant amount of time. Like it's not a one-day thing. Mm-hmm. Um that's not realistic for most people. And it's also, it takes a lot of getting used to. It takes a lot. What we don't see in movies when we see like a movie makeover is kind of all of the cascading ramifications of what a full transformation looks like. Like, does it have ramifications on the interior design of your space? If you're space is what it currently is and you're like multiplying your wardrobe and your style like a hundred times and then you go sit on your couch is that gonna feel 
like it's in alignment or is there going to be a disconnect there? Mm. So I don't recommend purging everything and going on a shopping spree. That's often how people end up buying things that they wish they wore but don't wear. Right. That ends up with a lot of regret. And I really don't like seeing my clients like hating their new wardrobe because that's not fun for anybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, it's a process and it's, it's not even a process of buying new clothes. It's really a process of figuring out what it is you actually want. Mm. That's like the first part of it is because we have all these things that we think we want, but then we realize that we really hate wearing them. Mm-hmm. Like a kind of a classic crisp white button up is a really good example of mm-hmm. it's kind of the, the classic most chic elegant thing. But if we all had to wear them, most of us would hate it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, then you get into you also have to take care of it. Like it's in your wardrobe. You have to do the laundry and maintain it or have laundry done or send it to the dry cleaner or something. Mm-hmm. There is there's not just take it home from the store and have it. There's like right. a life that your wardrobe is a part of. Mm-hmm. So you need to take that into consideration, which is why I tell people to, if they're having questions or like, how should I do this? Should I just get it all done in one bazinga of a weekend? I'm like, hold, slow down. <laughs> yeah. You'll, well, then you can be really sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you, it also has better, it means that you can invest in your closet better. Like mm-hmm. it spreads your budget out over multiple months mm-hmm. so that you can really buy the pieces that you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with that, I mean, as far as when you are buying these pieces, should you have just like a handful of really high-end expensive pieces and then just more affordable sprinkled in? Or should you go high-end on everything? What are your thoughts on that? The I think you should always buy quality pieces. One of the biggest things that I love about helping people find the wardrobe that they love and that really aligns with them, their style, their lives, where they want to go is it's very sustainable. Mm. Kind of the classic, like the most sustainable garment is one that's already in your closet. So Mm. I, whether we're talking an environmental price tag or a monetary price tag or a designer price tag, it's really about buying clothes that you will wear and that are able to last as long as you want to wear them Mm. so like if you fall in love with a sweater and it's the softest coziest most wonderful thing you want to be able to keep it right yeah yeah Yeah. oh I'm so bad at that I'm like (laughs) I change my style so much I think it just like I and I just buy like the cheapest stuff Mm -hmm. and then I'll end up falling in love with something like this sweater I got at Target a couple years ago and I've worn it so much and it's all like pilled up and everything because I've worn it so much and I should have just you know spent a little bit more but it's like I just can't convince myself to do that I always just end up buying cheap stuff and then get upset that it doesn't last as long as I want it to yeah Yeah, and that's it and you're not the only one with this problem It's, it's it's a common thing and it's really about learning what high quality clothing looks like because it's not just about the price tag it's about a price tag is kind of an indicator because if we get into manufacturing and wholesale markups and retail mark and like all of the the kind of whole supply chain that goes into clothing Mm -hmm. you can't really have a very high quality piece of clothing that's very cheap just because there are so many steps and every step Mm -hmm. adds more and like yeah yeah, we all know how this works like supply chains are complicated so it but it doesn't mean that high quality clothes have to totally break your budget Mm -hmm. it's about looking for and one of the best ways is that your your body is very sensory 
And clothing is a very sensory experience. And Mm -hmm. when you can try clothes on in a store, you know the high quality ones. They Mm -hmm. feel different. And you know that feeling. Mm -hmm. So so shop with that feeling Mm -hmm. is a really good good indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do you have a suggestion on like a budget? If someone, I mean, what would someone be kind of looking at if they were considering kind of redoing everything? Yeah, I, I give the guideline that if you're coming to work with me and we're doing coaching and we're like leveling up your wardrobe, you should be able and willing and kind of know that you're going to spend a like shopping binge bonanza like very generous but clothing budget that you would want to spend at your favorite store within the next three to six months so like what would you think is a a kind of hog wild at whatever your favorite clothing store is Mm because the other thing about setting my telling you how much you should spend is that's going to look very different depending on your body type, what your favorite brands are, what fits you, like what you have access to. If you have um, like sensitivities, that's going to play a role in it. If you have ethical concerns, if you're vegan, like all of these things play um, a part in what your new wardrobe looks like and, and have budgetary ramifications. So that's kind of my guideline is, is, If you were to go on a shopping spree and get, like, without limit, what would that be? That's generally a good estimate. And then that's spread over a number of months. Hmm. I like how you said at your favorite store, too, because, you know, like $300 at H&M goes a lot further than $300 at Nordstrom. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to someone and they were trying to be like, okay, but, like, what's the actual number? And I'm like... If the jeans at Target fit you amazing, or if the jeans at like J. Crew fit you amazing, or if designer, like designer, designer jeans fit you amazingly, and those are your favorite jeans, those are three very different budgets. Mm-hmm. Where do your favorite jeans come from? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that. So you mentioned the like classic white button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. We all know about the little black dress. Mm-hmm. What are your top recommended items that like everyone should own? Ooh. Mm. I think that I always go to shoes and bags. Mm. I think that that you should always have a pair of sneakers that you love that are very comfortable and that you can walk around whatever vacation, wherever you are all day for the entire week without any pain. Cause mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A pair of like dressier, whether they're flats or heels or sandals or what that you should have like a classic dressier shoe that you can wear to the pop-up wedding that suddenly is around the corner to the sudden funeral that you have to go to, to the office holiday party if you really need to, to that conference that suddenly in however many years we're traveling again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is all pre, like, predicated on, like, not stay-at-home orders. Right. And then, like, a kind of a grungier shoe, like a boot or, um, like, a beat-up sneaker, something that you won't be precious about if you need to, like, do yard work or hike or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those are my, like, definite three must-have shoe situations. Yeah. Nice. I love yeah. that. Right now, I'm like a slipper for upstairs, a slipper for downstairs. <laughs> 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 shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And then, what about like big fashion no nos that women make? So, 
you know, sometimes when we just find things in our closet that just make us want to shake our heads and throw them out, are there things we should be just, we should just stop doing? (laughs) Yeah, anything that you put on and, like, shrink in. Mm. You know, those clothes that you, like, put on, it's, like, maybe the skirt's a little too short and you're, like, always tugging it down or, like, the straps don't sit right, so you're always adjusting them. Or, like, it just doesn't, it, like, feels wrong Mm -hmm. that's my like cut it out stop just stop okay what I also what are your takes on like the Ugg boot thing because I know in the 2000s that was huge and it looks like it's coming back and I just ordered a pair so (laughs) I think they're coming back because Uggs are basically slippers that you're allowed to wear outside your house yeah and we're all like, just stuck in like pandemic cozy vibes so the Uggs <laughs> are making their resurgence yeah my my biggest thing with the with Uggs is so long as you feel good wearing them and you don't feel like you're just slouching out to the grocery store like again coming back to that you deserve three minutes to get dressed in the morning, at least. I mean, bare minimum three minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard with kids and families and all of that jazz. So so long as you're not sloughing about, so long as you're not, like, feeling bad about it, so long as you feel good and your posture's good and you feel tall and and... All of that when you see yourself in the store reflection. Yeah, there you go. So with trends and everything, do you, I mean, do you suggest that people go try to keep up with the trends? Or do you suggest you kind of just dress however you want and anything goes? If fashion is your hobby, then you probably want to keep up with trends because Mm -hmm. that's what makes it a hobby that's what makes it new and exciting if you want to just be stylish and always look like yourself then you have a wardrobe that always feels like you regardless of the trend Mm -hmm. the one really good thing about trends is that they make accessible less uh, classic styles like um there was a while where many decades where you couldn't buy skinny jeans like they just Mm. were not on the market and then skinny jeans came back and you could buy skinny jeans so it's about choosing if if you're if fashion isn't your hobby if you don't enjoy following trends if you don't enjoy keeping up if you don't enjoy dressing in trends um then kind of see what's out there get what works for you and keep it Mm mm-hmm I really like that. I also feel like I find myself a lot of times being like, oh, I'm too old to wear this or, oh, I'm a mom. Like, I shouldn't be wearing this. But, like, also, who cares if I feel good in that, you know, then yeah. then I'm going to wear it. I just hope low-rise jeans never come back in, though, because oh. I am entrenched. <laughs> so. Or that we can always find high-rise jeans. Yeah, yeah. like the mom jean, mm-hmm. how that's so popular is just, like, I love it. Yes. Yeah, and I, I really like what you said about getting rid of the stuff that is uncomfortable. Um, now, you know, the older I get, <laughs> the more I realize how important that is because yeah. that can ruin your whole experience when you do get to leave the house. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly, like, worried about something or, like, yeah. mine's usually, like, my shirt's too low or fitting weird. And so mm-hmm. I'm, like, always trying to – yeah, that's really yeah. hard hard to deal with so just getting rid of those and feeling like it's okay and maybe go get something that's more comfortable and fits better I really like that because I think a lot of times especially if I like spend money on something and it's really cute or really nice and I bring it home and I don't want to get rid of it but it just isn't for my body type or my lifestyle Mm -hmm. it can be hard to get rid of those pieces but why have it if you don't feel good in it Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and one thing is this depends a lot on where you live. I live in New York City. So one of the big things is like closet space is a premium. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I pay a lot of rent on my closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my apartment rent. So having things in there that like I don't wear, like why am I paying 
rent for something that I'm literally not using. Mm, that's a good way to look at it. Also, what are your thoughts on the capsule wardrobe? I keep seeing that and I just love the idea of it, but I feel like I'd get bored. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it depends a lot on, again, your lifestyle and your personality and your personal style. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things if you're worried about getting bored with a capsule is that you don't have to have a small capsule wardrobe Mm -hmm. a capsule wardrobe is the premise is that you maximize the number of outfits and minimize the number of garments so you want your shirts and your bottoms ideally every shirt goes with every bottom every bottom goes with every shirt every pair of shoes goes with every outfit Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the ultimate capsule like Mm. Everything works with literally everything. Okay. Um, so if you have a very mix and match wardrobe, even if it is larger than like 30 pieces or whatever the ideal currently is, then you have a kind of a capsule wardrobe. Um, it's just about intentionally putting pieces together to maximize your options without overwhelming yourself Mm -hmm. cool thank you that's that's helpful for that because I just feel like as a mom and I'm just so busy all the time I feel like it would be nice to be able to just go in there and grab anything and just feel confident in it and throw it on I but that just sounds fun I also think that I would hate that because I do (laughs) like fashion and like getting dressed and picking out my clothes so yeah that's interesting well and and just kind of putting this in your brain, you can get a wardrobe that you can pull anything out of and feel good in it and love it. And it all works together without having a capsule wardrobe. That's a wardrobe that is your style. Like that's what it is. That makes sense. Yeah. That sounds a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) I know capsule just sounds really restricting. Like every time I hear capsule wardrobe, I think like black pants, white shirts, like and that's it and that as a kid it was like my parents always threatened if I wouldn't clean my room they're gonna take all my clothes and give me five pairs of black pants and five white shirts and that would be what I wore and that got me to clean my room but yeah I always I don't really think about it being so versatile even though that's like the core of what the capsule is so that makes sense yeah 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 cool well yeah I know I definitely learned a lot I'm like itching to go get in my closet and get rid of the <laughs> four ugly Christmas sweaters yes, I have yes. <laughs> a lot of stuff I don't wear anymore I really like that <laughs> yeah and I think that I'm so glad you said that because another part of like being a mom is all about modeling to your kids and I think just kind of what you said about the white shirts and black pants like so many of my clients realized that they had something to do with clothes as like a very formative part of their childhood and like they're realizing that that's not necessarily true like you don't have to follow a school dress code anymore like there are these kind of fundamental basis of things that happened when we were kids that follow us into adulthood and I I have found that clothing and our closets is a place where that shows up a lot so being able to model taking time for yourself in the morning and loving your body and respecting it and and feeling good in what you're wearing and how you interact with the world is an incredibly powerful opportunity Mm. I love that oh my gosh I'm so glad that you said that that's Oh, that's like the perfect note to end that on. I'm like, I want to say more, but that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, before we let you go, um, it's time for our favorite end of the episode segment, our hot mess moment. So life's full of those hot mess moments and we've all been there. So this segment is a chance for our guests to, Share an embarrassing confession about a time that you've been a total hot mess. Okay, so this story kind of unwinds over the course of like a year. But basically, I 
was in my like early 20s and I like went traveling for a couple weeks and took a carry-on suitcase and like that was that I was like I'm it I'm only gone for like four weeks it'll be fine speaking of capsule restrictive wardrobe (laughs) it'll be fine I got back to New York and like moved back and was still living out of my suitcase because I was like subletting here and subletting there and subletting there and subletting here and I packed this wardrobe for like January and suddenly it was summer (laughs) in New York in August and I'm trying to make a wardrobe work out of a carry-on suitcase that I packed for four weeks in January (laughs) in August in New York City and ended up with like one dress for the entire month so (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh that's amazing (laughs) yeah it was like one dress one shirt and a pair of boots and I was like well at least I can hand wash this dress in the sink and it dries quickly because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I hope it was your favorite dress. I know. <laughs> it actually was my favorite dress, which is why I packed the summer dress in the middle of January. Cause I was right. like, I can put a sweater over it and like tights and it'll be cute and floaty and cozy all at the same time. And I was like, I'm really glad I did that. So that's my, uh, oh my clothing related hot mess nice. restrictive closet. <laughs> is it still your favorite dress it is still my favorite dress I really love this dress good that's good (laughs) yeah that's true test of your feelings for it because you either never want to see it again (laughs) or it becomes like emotional attachment that's awesome oh my gosh well Holly thank you so much for sharing all of your fashion wisdom with us um why don't you tell why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, how they can follow along, and how they can support you and your business? Yes, absolutely. My website is whowhereswho.com. Um, there you'll find all of the ways that we can work together and have fun and make your wardrobe completely and totally fabulous. Uh, my podcast is Talking About Clothes with Holly Shays, and it should pop up in any podcast player. Um, The best way to stay in touch is not actually social media, because I'm not very active on there, but is my newsletter at whowhereswho.com forward slash newsletter. Awesome. I will be checking you out for sure. Everyone else, make sure you go give Holly a hello and a follow, but you don't really use social media, so just say hi to her. (laughs) Got her newsletter. Sorry that threw me off. That's okay. Go follow them. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.